everybody! Why the fuck <laughs> did you do that? Hey guys, Jessica's weird. She didn't do her normal little, hey, how's it going? How are you doing? How are we feeling? I'm feeling a little, I don't know what I'm feeling. A little funny? A little funny. Um, I have an update for everyone before we jump into today's episode. Yeah? I have my grad school interview tomorrow. Yeah! Because they had our fucking email address no, wrong. No, I need to tell this fucking story because this is ridiculous. Tell it. Tell it. So I... Wait, pause. We hope you guys are doing well. We hope you've had a fantastic Thursday and beginning of your week and all that. Yeah. Okay, just set it off. So basically, the way it works at USC for this particular grad school program. <laughs> we literally just went in guns. No, because this has me heated. So I, you're supposed to get called in for an interview in March, okay? You sit in on a panel with all of the faculty <coughs> and yes. PhD students for my specific degree. This is not every degree, so if you're going to grad school, don't be scared. This is just my specific degree. So I knew about this and I knew what happened in March. So I apply, my letters of recommendation go in, their killer letters of recommendation, my personal statement, phenomenal. It's a real tearjerker. I'm feeling happy about it. March comes. March goes. I hear nothing. April comes. April comes. We're April half, is halfway gone. Halfway gone. And so about like, a, no, it's probably like two and a half weeks ago, I start making phone calls. Because I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I'm, I'm calling. I'm calling. Nobody's answering. Or I'm not getting an answer from anybody. And all of my counseling professors are PhD students. So I'm going to my counselor or my professors like, can somebody find me out something? Like, this is ridiculous. I've heard nothing. So my one uh, professor emails me back and she's like, hey, I think they're reaching out to you shortly. I just can't tell you anything for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. I'm like, cool, fine. So I'm like so upset. Like I am literally on Indeed looking at jobs like for my degree because I still will have a bachelor's, but it's Mm -hmm. like nothing I want to do. Right. So I'm like fully upset, like really sad in a funk. Probably the saddest I've been in a really long yeah, time. Yeah, Jessica was definitely in a funk for most well, most of March, but I didn't want to keep bringing it up. Yeah, I was because like this is you know if you if you know me personally, this is or, your life, or if you yeah, or if you listen to the podcast like consistently, you know like this is everything to me. Mm-hmm. Like there is nothing else. Like Cole always tells me like you were meant to do this. My mom always tells me you were meant to do this. So it's like to have the thought of, of not that doing it, not happening. And Cole was even like, well, you know, like you can wait till next year. I'm like, I know, like logically I know that but it's like the fact that everything I want might be postponed is just annoying and a year is a long long ass time and I'd have to get like a salary job doing something I don't want to do because generally with a bachelor's in psychology in the mental health field you can go into HR that's pretty standard but but to do what you want to do you have to have your master's yeah so to, to even be in the field with a bachelor's in psych you basically have to work like for a non-profit some sort of an agency mm-hmm. a hospital mm-hmm. or a prison like mm-hmm. you really have to or a hospice yes yeah so <laughs> you go in basically as like a behavioral health technician so yes. it's just like intake monitoring things Reasons like why that. I didn't finish my psych degree so anyway so I'm like very upset I'm calling this one lady she's on fucking vacation my professor says they're going to reach out. It's been a week and a half. So I'm like not in a good mood. So I finally get a hold of someone from the graduate school. And she's like, oh my God, that's so weird. Like I can see your application here. I can see that it was submitted. Like I don't know why you haven't heard anything. I get an email an hour later and this man goes, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Your email was wrong in our system. You were supposed to be called in for an interview in March. <laughs> Jessica calls me while I'm at work. And I obviously think, and I obviously think it's like an emergency. So I think something's happening because Jessica doesn't ever call me at work. Jessica never calls me, so she calls me, I and used I, to. I'm sad. you used to. <laughs> R.I.P. to our friendship. So I go into the fitting room closet at my store, and I was just like, "Hello," and she was just like, "Hey," and I was just like, "Yes," and she just like goes into this whole thing. She was just like, "So I'm going to say something." She's like, "It's good," but I figure if you didn't hear it from me. Um, you probably be pissed. And I was just like, what is it? And she told me about her grad school interview, about how they fucked up their, fucked up her email. And I was just like, in my head, I was just like, yes, because my bestie deserves. Of fucking course, though, it was me. Of course like, it was Jessica. Of course it was me. What part of your email was it wrong, Berlu? Probably. So, so the way it also works with USC is they take about 15 students per year. And the other thing about... I think that is absolutely crazy. I don't, though, and here's why. Because you can't just stick anybody in this field. You can't. You That's need true. to have the right mentality. You need to have the right, like, all of that. They are looking for a package. Not just... Um, yes, I like mental health. Because, listen, we're in, we're in a time in the world where 
most people are concerned about mental health or at least they're talking about it. So they're not looking simply for just, I care about mental health. They're looking for like, can you deliver? So and will they, you make a difference? Yeah, so they take 15, roughly. So in my head, I'm like, fuck. Like, I have my interview tomorrow. I'm sure they've selected the majority of it. So I'm nervous. I know I'm going to kill it, but I'm nervous, you know? You have to call me after. Yeah, I will. I'll be at work, but still call me. So that's tomorrow. Wait, what time is your interview? 11.20, right after my class. Yeah, call me. So I'll call you. Um, I'll Maybe I'll post something on... Well, no, it won't matter, because the episode won't be out yet. No, it won't be. So by the time you guys are hearing this, my interview has come and gone... Potentially, I might have found out. Potentially, I won't. My professor thinks it won't be long until I find out because it is so late. It won't be long. You'll probably um, find out. I'm thinking by the end of the end week. week. Yeah. So, um, anyway, but <laughs> anyway, so that's what's going on with me because I remember mentioning this back in January that I applied for grad school and I never gave like an update, <laughs> and that's because I didn't fucking have one. <laughs> so she was just in sad girl hours. I was very sad, but today is an exciting episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we are recording with someone who is really a boss ass bitch truly and i've learned a lot from just speaking to her and listening to her episodes so if you want to go listen to her podcast it's called dating will be the death of me i'm going to binge all of her episodes been there um but yeah she's great um she (laughs) has her friend come on sometime sometimes and their chemistry together is phenomenal she answers like really funny questions that people submit to her so it's it's a really good sorry if you guys hear me crunching i'm eating cheetah puffs yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah so that's what's going on today <laughs> you have anything you need to add no <laughs> pray for jess say nothing wrong with her she's just trying to get into grad school also yeah when when uh the episode when we leave you guys and you hear the episode we come in kind of hot um so yeah don't mind that <laughs> you didn't miss anything you did not miss anything you didn't miss anything everything just happened really fast so we had to hit record yeah so i hit record a little bit late so that's my bad still newbies um still novices in the field if you will so, what are we gonna do for our one year anniversary for the pod oh my blackout on an episode <coughs> can we do a drinking episode yeah let's do a drinking episode really you guys better. start thinking of questions we're gonna do a a q a drink episode well, it's already been we've already hit our six months which is freaking nuts. Should we do something? I mean, it's a little too late now. We're half a year. We're close to seven now. It's never now. too late. We're close to seven now. It's never too late. Why don't we just do one, like, later? I want to have Bria talk about childbirth. Ooh, that'd be a good one. Yeah, so we had, Bria's, <laughs> we had Bria's baby shower last Saturday. So that was really exciting and fun. And she is due in less than two weeks. Yeah, go follow her on Instagram as well. At Bria Rosario Jowers. Yes. She's all over the Insta. You can find her pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah, you'll be able to find her. She's um, our pregnant friend. Yeah. <laughs> She's the redhead with friend. the giant stomach. Yeah. <laughs> all belly. Yeah. Nothing else. Just all belly. No, but seriously, this episode's really good. Um, we're coming in after the episode to tell you basically that we're sorry that it got fucked up at the beginning. Uh, that's on me. Um, but it's an amazing episode. Amanda is fantastic. She's great. Yeah. And I also want to say this because I like moment of transparency. Um, she like really knows a lot about you and I. Yeah. Like she was prepared. Like she knew about our shit, and I thought that was like really cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. I, I really appreciated like, oh my God, that. You know that. Yeah, and I'm glad that we got to know because I had done. I always like. I try do and, your research. Yeah, I think you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really cool whenever like you can see it come to fruition, and you can be like, oh shit, like you knew literally that. today. So. Yeah, that was really cool. Amanda's awesome. Like, her episodes have always been... They're really just, like, easy to listen to. Like, very chilled. And I also think it's kind of sort of our vibe as well. Yeah, so she's very much our vibe. we... I mean, I'm pretty sure I'll hear it at the end, but we really want to do a part two with her. Um, and we're going to try to make it work um, mm-hmm. at some point. Um, also, if you guys obviously want to come on to the pod, that is totes fine. You can, like, shoot us a message, whatever. Um, we try not to overwhelm ourselves <laughs> or yeah. our listeners. So you guys um, have been awesome, though. Yeah, you guys have been fantastic. We really love having people on. If we could have someone on every single week, we totally would. Um, obviously, that's just not completely possible. Yeah. Um, but we just love talking to you guys, getting to know you guys, and also getting our listeners and our followers to know you guys as well. Um, but yeah, with that being said, enjoy the episode. Enjoy the episode podcast so do you guys want to just tell us who you are and and a little bit about your podcast hello everyone hello um so you are also talking to our podcast today so i am jessica and Aaliyah. you guys know that um (laughs) 
but we have a podcast basically about mental health and it's called unlicensed podcast unlicensed podcast (laughs) we talk about things that we feel are important and we give perspective to things that we feel like are mundane maybe or one-sided in life but mostly we just kind of shoot the shit and talk about what we think and what we believe in so for anyone who doesn't know us that's what we do yeah and i think it's mainly like I wouldn't say we have like a target audience, but I would say like life in your 20 somethings can be like very interesting. Um, And then adulting is interesting. It can be a lot um, going into the quote unquote real world and like trying to navigate it, navigate um, friendships, relationships, family, your mental stability, like just a bunch of different things. So we touch on like an entire like diaspora of things. Um, Oh, definitely. So yeah. We'd love to hear about you too for our podcast. Yes. Yes. Um, So I'm Amanda. I have Dating Will Be the Death of Me, which is a podcast about, it started off with just my kind of fails in dating, um, but it's kind of developed into me having people come on and talk about some different things. Um, I've had a lot of guests from some different Netflix shows. So that's been cool just to kind of get the background of what goes into actually filming a dating show um, and just kind of talking about the good parts and the bad parts of dating yeah. unfortunately a lot of bad parts but <laughs> i'm holding out hope that maybe i won't need to to have this podcast for much longer or i'll change <laughs> the name of it maybe yeah. it'll be we'll change the name <laughs> yeah dating was not the death of me right we yeah survived. literally <laughs> we survived dating yeah because sometimes it feels like i won't get out alive <laughs> No, it, so. it, yeah, it can, like, especially in that beginning part where people seem promising and then something happens, you're like, damn. And like, I feel like it's harder, too, like, as you get older and you're just like, where are all of the good ones? Like, where did yeah. they go? Where are they at? Why does everyone suck? <laughs> Honestly, yeah, and it's a lot of that where you, you know, they check all the boxes in the beginning and then you get to know them and you're like, oh, you're kind mm-hmm. of a trash human being. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of put up this, you know, fake the facade of, you know, getting someone to go on a date with you, and then it, it crumbles and not carrying through. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I, I really appreciate your podcast because, especially with the past few years, mental health. I, I just I've personally struggled so much with trying to stay positive and, and looking for that light at the end of the tunnel because it's felt endless. Yeah. yeah. So, I love the positivity and your check-ins that you guys do on Instagram. I love. Yeah. Just that was something. Yeah. No, that was something that we had talked about like really offhand, which is like, we really want to engage more with people that like are on our Instagram, but maybe not transition over to just the podcast. And Mm -hmm. so that was just kind of a way for us to connect with people and the way that that has helped. So like, to me, I'm like, well, anyone can really do that. Yeah. Any, you don't have to necessarily be a podcast or even like a content creator Or or, or an influencer, like anyone who has the heart to like ask and that's not like if you don't want to do that, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you have that urge to like maybe do something like that, I think that's something anyone can do. Yeah. It's just see yeah. like the people that are in your kind of like social space, which is where a lot of us live, especially because of the pandemic. Like, why not? Ask how, ask how people are doing. Ask how people are doing. That yeah. can also be another great way to like meet people or like talk to people that you don't normally talk to. Like, and with doing our check-ins, like even today, we had um, one of our followers like message us back. Cause she, she messaged us like two weeks ago about her check-in <clears throat> and about how she was like going through a lot. And then she messaged us like this morning and was telling us like she updated us and we were just like, Oh my God, like that's so good. And yeah. so just having those connections with people and just helping them stay positive whenever it's really hard to stay positive. I think that was like yeah. the main point of like our check-ins was to just make sure like, is everyone good surveying the room? Yes. No. Yeah. Perfect. Right. And I I think it's funny how there's such the stigma that you can't connect through your phone. Mm -hmm. That's something I hear all the time as a high school teacher. I, I defend the kids a lot. I'm like, just because they're on their phone doesn't like they still FaceTime each other. They call each other, which I think is adorable. I have students who are like, oh, yeah, we FaceTime until two o'clock last night or in the morning, just like chatting. And I'm like, okay, so you're using your phone to connect. It's definitely something Mm -hmm. that I think is is very useful because I mean, that's how I connected with you guys right. was through Instagram. So I think it's a really useful tool. Wait, I have to ask because yeah. I have a sister who's 13 and the way things are being expedited because of social media is kind of gross 
like in terms yeah. of the things that she knows. How is that like, how is like Being the dating thing? Like, cause I mean, teachers know, they know. So like, yeah. how is that now? Like dating with these high schoolers? Are they like, oh. it's, it's scary. Cause when I, I hear everything and I, I, the kids don't understand. I really mean like I hear everything. So I'll hear <laughs> and like, Oh yeah. Like I have a date later. And I'm just like, when I was in middle school or high school, date was like, you go to the movies, you get dropped off and picked up mm -hmm. and that's it. I don't know what they're doing, but that's, I, that's what I, doing. Doing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but I will say there's a lot of, of students who have been in like long-term relationships with like their middle school boo, like up until high school and like graduate with them. I don't know if that's just like specific to my district, but it's kind of cute. I'm like, oh, wow, they're still together. Like, their relationships last longer than mine. <laughs> like, oh, like, they look bad. Yeah. But it is true. I mean, some of the things they say, I'm just like, where did you hear that? Right. Right. Like, the things that are coming out of my sister's mouth, I'm like, do you understand that you're 13 years old? Like, how right. is this possible? And, like, most of the time they don't even understand what they're saying. Yes. They're just repeating it. That. But it's horrifying yeah. like I have oh yes whenever the number like we'll do sport recaps um on the news for school and the other day it was like the score was 69 to 43 or something and all the kids were like giggling I'm like stop it it's gross it's, <laughs> it's a numerical number you guys a numerical yeah. number I'm like shut up like you don't even my sister does that too <laughs> It's, you want to like shake them and be like, it's not funny. <laughs> no, it's not. And it's the fact that they think it's funny that tells you how little they actually know. Because that's not, exactly. I think it's not funny. It's not funny. What's funny about this? It's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> that's uh, interesting. It, it is. It's, it's horrifying. But <laughs> there's, I try to focus on the good part. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. They're not sociopaths. They can have like long lasting relationships. <laughs> <laughs> or at least they'll try yes they will try they'll try <laughs> uh well do we want to get to kind of like our our topic for yes let's do it. absolutely do you want to tell our listeners what we're going to be talking about today yes so today so if you guys didn't know on our podcast april is the month of relationships for us like yes. we've de dedicated all four weeks to Love and the loss of love, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> so today we're coming out of our last episode was like the tail end of breakups into like that really beginning part of dating. So we're going to keep going with that today. And it worked out that we're collabing on this week. Literally perfect. Yeah. So we'll yep. talk today about that kind of like the awkward, I would say, part of when you start dating someone a little bit more seriously, which is like the friends and the uh -huh. family mm -hmm. and the things that they say. And you don't know if they're bad or not. Like the things that you have to, the awkward pieces of that part. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. It, I would agree. It's pretty awkward sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, do you guys have like a, a rule or like a kind of time limit that you gauge when to introduce your significant other to your family and friends? Or is it kind of a, depends on who it is? I wouldn't necessarily not time like very specific like oh in two months or like yep. six months like I don't think it's that kind of time um but for me whenever I know it's like time for me to introduce like my partner to my family is whenever I feel us being a bit more serious than just like going on dates and seeing each other uh -huh. And just like hanging out, going to get dinner. Like if I see longevity in somebody um, and if I see potential in somebody, we talked about potential in episode, anyone has potential, but something that goes like deeper than just potential, that's whenever I know like, okay, I think it's time for you to meet my mom and my dad, which for me personally is like a very big step just because of the relationship and the just situations and places that I've been with my parents. Um, if you meet my parents, this is it. <laughs> this is yeah. like, this is sticking. This is important to me. Do not make me look bad. <laughs> That's what's happening in my head. I'm just like, yeah, this goes well. But usually if I just see longevity and potential in someone, if I can see a future with you, that's whenever I can see myself introducing you to my family. What about you, Jess? Um, I think I'm similar, but like for, I think maybe different reasons. Like my family, like is, 
I have four like younger kids in my house, uh, which uh, the last time I introduced anyone to my family was my current boyfriend, which was almost three years ago. So I was even in a different place in my life then, but it was important to me because like, obviously they're little siblings, so they're going to attach to whoever I bring home. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then my mom's like my best friend and she, my mom is no bullshit. So that was also like, so it's like, I wanted to bring them home. Cause my mom will be the type to look at me and be like, listen, if you're happy, fine. But I'm just going to let you know, this is not, this your is not it. And so I, <laughs> my mom too. I'll literally hound her to tell me that. I'm like, tell me what you think. Tell me every bad thing you hate about them because I want to know. Yeah. I want to know what they're thinking. Yeah. After my first breakup, I remember my mom going, well, I saw this and I saw that and I saw that. And I'm like, but you didn't yeah. tell me. Yeah. So, right, like tell me ahead of the time, yeah. like save me the time. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, save me the time, the energy, yeah. all of it. Yeah. Save me that. I think it's a big deal though. That, yeah, that's one of my pet peeves is when you break up and everyone's like, yeah, we didn't really think they were the one for you. Like, okay, thanks. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for letting me form all these feelings yeah. and bonds. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so do you think for you, Aaliyah, like is it harder to introduce the person to one parent over the other or so I feel like um after I uh, well I guess your listeners don't know um I am gay so I came out in 2011 so it's been like a full entire decade Mm -hmm. um since that's happened it's it feels like longer but it has not been that long I guess but initially like at first like my mom and I were not like on like common ground whenever it came to my sexuality and you know who I was attracted to and who I felt connections with and so my dad literally will talk to a brick wall my dad doesn't care like he just will talk to anybody and my dad's biggest thing was just like if you're happy then I'm happy and he didn't want me to feel like I didn't have anyone in my corner because it can get very dark and even though I had one parent in my corner it still got very dark for me and so like in the beginning in the beginning of it all I didn't feel like I was able to like tell my mom as much or like tell my mom who I was talking to or if I was going on a date and now my mom is like way more open to it because at this point my mom just sees it as my happiness and not so much as me being with someone that she did not expect me to be with um it just boils down to happiness and so I think now it's in the back of my mind I still get nervous whenever I introduce like my partners to my mom specifically because one my mom is very um honest not like forthright like to that person, but to me afterwards. So I know whenever they leave and I leave and I go back to see my parents, my mom's going to be like, so here's the deal. I'm going to be like, all right, well, lay it on me. And so I think now it's not as nerve wracking. I think it still makes me a little bit nervous just because I care a lot about what my parents think because I'm really close to my parents. I tell them a lot of everything that happens in my life. So I want them to like my partners, but I just always get nervous introducing them to my mom specifically because my mom's just an amazing person. She's a very strong woman um, and I look up to her a lot and I want her to like know that, you know, um, you raised me properly and I know how to like pick a partner and I can see um, characteristics and people that are positive or negative before it gets to that point. Um, So I think my mom's um, opinion matters a little bit more than my dad's opinion um, just because I know my mom will be completely and totally honest with me um, and we can yeah. have those conversations now which is nice good for you yeah yeah good for you that's a milestone that was a major mind milestone for me I was just like I just sat down one day I was like mom we've come a long way miss girl like we have come, we have come a long way she was like yeah I know I was like yeah it's been drastic like the 360 that's happened I'm very very um appreciative that that has happened because I know a lot of people don't experience that so yeah, yeah. no and, and I think that that probably just feels so good for you yeah, too like definitely. knowing you know this person like you said is now in my corner but is going to be honest to honest to me in a way that is helpful to you right exactly I think, what do you guys feel about the term, like, brutally honest? Because I feel like a lot of people say they're brutally honest, and I just, the brutal part, I don't think is necessary. I think be honest. Just be honest. I like the term tough love better. I think tough love is a is a better term because I feel like that is, like, has the love piece. Because you're saying yeah, that, brutal. You know it's what just I like, mean? Because <clears throat> a lot of things are in the way you right. bring them up. Like, if I say I'm going to be brutally honest with you, like, your brain hears brutal. Negativity. But if you say I'm <laughs> yeah. going to give you tough love, your brain hears love. 
Right. You know, like uh, you pick like the the word with the highest connotation. Mm-hmm. So I like the term tough love. I'm a big advocate of tough love. I, I at least I've gotten there like mm-hmm. in my later kind of like in this college age where I'm kind of like becoming more of my own person. Mm-hmm. I think I've had to learn like that tough love piece. But I want to ask as well, like who, if you had to bring someone home, like where are you, are you bringing them to your family house or would you bring them to like a neutral space for like a meal? <laughs> like a restaurant. See, I feel like I usually like to bring them to my family's house because I'm kind of a jerk in that way. Like, you, like, we're going in. Like, you, <laughs> you know. This is an experience. Like, All or nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like, because my family, similar to what you are saying, is it's so important to me what they think. And I want them to be close with the person I'm with. Um, so I, I want them to be able to basically, can they hang? Yeah. And if they can, that's awesome. If not... I'm going to really reconsider kind of maybe what my family's seeing that I'm not right. or maybe what I'm focusing on that maybe, you know, I, I kind of have to do a perspective perspective switch. Um, so I, I would like to bring them home because for me too, like, I'm pretty chill. I'm pretty casual. I don't need to go out to like a fancy restaurant to introduce them um, to my family. Right. I think it's easier just to have real conversations in a, I don't know, Comfortable setting, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think once you get past the, like, I always joke with my friends about things like the shoe rule, you know, like when you go over to somebody's house and like, sometimes people like want you to take your shoes off and like, you know what I mean? (laughs) So when you get past that, I feel like in the house is like kind of nice sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree. I feel like sometimes at the restaurant, cause then there's like a whole other anxiety of like, what do I order? Like, I need, I are we all like, drinking? I want to drink. I feel like <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like if I'm more comfortable in my setting, sometimes I feel like my partner can feed off of my comfortability. Um, and Definitely. so I feel yeah. like they see if I'm comfortable, then they might be a little more comfy yeah. and we're not just both like, Oh, we're at this restaurant. What's going to happen next? Like, what are you going to order? Yeah. Is somebody going <laughs> to drop some food? Is someone's child going to start yelling? Like, <laughs> I just rather be in like a controlled setting, like my parents' house. Nothing crazy is going to happen there. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny because I've actually brought brought home someone and they got a little too comfortable too quick. And that was kind of a turnoff for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I totally get that. Yeah. He was like changing the channel on the TV. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, that's one step too far. It was weird. It was really weird. And then like I got up to go help with dinner or something and then next thing I know he was like outside I don't know taking a phone call or something I was like just because I leave like you still have to interact with my family don't yes. leave just because I leave there's it was unspoken strange. rules like yeah. you need to be on your best behavior peace yeah. and peace please sir yes <laughs> and if that is his best behavior then you, you I don't know a long road you had a long <laughs> yeah. road well, concerning. yeah yeah so I definitely I definitely prefer to be in my place and similar to what you were saying Aaliyah like they definitely can tell if you're more comfortable or if you're on edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that would, cause I know for me, like if I notice my partner is really stressed out or anxious, that, that rubs off on me. Yeah. And especially like I'm already anxious meeting other people's family. I don't need you to be anxious. Yeah. Like be comfortable. <laughs> let me, let me get to that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so what's more scary for you introducing your significant other to your family or your friends? Friends. 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 Because I'm friends with her. And you're friends with me. (laughs) Because because we have each other's back so bad. Yeah, but Cole didn't even get the brood of it all because he was already here. Right. But just because my friends are like, because I I am like the very, I'm very gentle. Like I'm not very like, I'll let you down easy type of a person. My friends are all like, if we don't like something, you will know. And so like bringing like your significant other or like you, your potential significant other around your friends. Like, I don't know. I think it depends on your friends. It makes me a little nervy. So I know like my friend groups, if I, if my, if I bring my significant other around my friends, I know one, they're going to get to ask him lots of questions. Um, Uh And then two, they're going to be remembering everything that my partner is saying to then remind me later and be like, Hey, what did they mean by this? Or what uh you probably need to talk to her about this or i don't really know if this is gonna work out in a year or two and i'm just gonna be like girl <laughs> be quiet so i yeah. i try to make sure that specifically 
I feel like my partner usually meets my family before they meet my friends. I feel like if they meet my family and it goes well, then you can meet my yeah. friends. And okay. I feel like that will go just as good for the most part. Um, yeah. Interesting. See, that's in that is interesting for me as well. I feel like um, my friends always end up being first. Yeah. But I think like I get nervous mostly as well because it's like, especially if it's like a super social space, it's like how are they going to interact with my friends? Yeah. Because like, you know, uh -huh. you and your friends have like, like what you were saying, like we have inside jokes, like we have things that we don't even know that we're doing. Like Aliyah and I right. kind of like talk in this voice sometimes and like we don't even know we're, we do it. We don't know we do it. So it's like when you bring someone in, it's almost like you're kind of like, <laughs> like y'all are What weird. are they going to think about <laughs> me? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, because as much as you're judging they're also judging back. Absolutely. Yeah, because when yes, you meet your friends for the first time, you're like, what are y'all talking about? Yeah, or what are y'all doing? Yes. Why do y'all yes. sound like that? That man have a four loco? You know, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> not a four loco. And then you're like, do you drink four locos? <laughs> Questions yeah. I need answers. That is an important thing to know. Yeah. No, it is. It really is. Do you, yes, let, yes. Your, do you let your partners meet your family first or your friends first? I feel like my friends first, because they are the ones that are going to ask a lot of questions. My parents are so friendly and outgoing, but they get like oddly quiet when I bring someone home. My mom's like, I feel like they're just, they're trying to be on their best behavior. So my mom's like, oh, hi. Yeah. Like it's this weird, awkward, <laughs> like, just talk. Like what is wrong with water? you? I'm like, mom, don't. Yeah, right? No, I don't want water. <laughs> and my dad, like. He thinks he's hilarious. He always tries to tell like stupid jokes. And I'm like, you are funny, but you're not being funny right now. Yeah, you oh. could just like not. Dads are just. It's always it's always the parents too. You bring them yeah. home and they're saying certain things and you're like, please You have talking. never said this before in my 27 yeah. years of life. Why did you choose to? Like Jessica always used to insert embarrassing thing. And I'm like, why yeah. are you talking? <laughs> Honestly, and it's like the first time you've ever heard that story. No, and You're I'm like, like mm, used to me. I'm about to say, I don't think that actually I don't happened, think Mom. That was me. I think that's a lie. I think maybe you dreamed that. Yeah, I don't think I was yeah. a part of that. Yeah. I wasn't here for that. I know it. It is weird. It's like just act like a normal person, please. No, I don't know why. It's like they revert back to like ten when they're like, "Ew, Johnny's pooped his pants." Like that's like very much the like the mood. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they yeah. act like. Uh, no, so I feel like. When my when I bring someone home, I'm more on edge with my family because my friends I, my friends are very like opening and accepting. They want the best for me. They've seen me with a horrible boyfriend in the past, so I feel like they are more discerning because they know kind of the extent of what I went through. I haven't told my parents everything, mm -hmm. and I don't tell my parents everything. Like I don't have that typical like mom daughter relationship. Like I don't tell her. My secrets don't talk about like dating or anything. So they're usually, they come second. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really, I value my little brother's opinion a lot. Um, I had said he's like 23. And if my boyfriend can hang with my brother, mm -hmm. that means so much to me. Yeah. Um, Cause he's just like, I don't know, like I have such a soft spot in my heart for him. Yeah. So I want him to be able, like, I'd love if my boyfriend and my brother could just like go hang out on their own. Yeah. That's like the goal. Yeah. So yeah, if he's not feeling someone, I'm like, tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do I need to, you know, like yeah. switch up? Right. That makes oh. a lot of sense with the brother too. I hear, I feel like I hear that a lot. I have like a similar thing with my mom because my mom is very like football on Sundays, chicken wings type of mom. Like we don't go shopping together. We don't shop. Yeah. So it's like, I guess like similar. Cause my mom's so chill. Like I want like my boyfriend to be able to just like sit and on the couch and hang out with her and like have a beer and talk about sports. Like I want yeah. that for them. And I can also join if I please, or I can leave the room if I please. I don't want to feel like I have to have my partner on a leash when I'm at home. Like yeah. I can't leave them alone. If I feel like I can leave you alone with my parents and you guys can still carry on normal conversation and just like, yeah, that's kick shit and laugh and continue to yeah. like enjoy yourselves. I'm just like, oh, this warms my heart. And now right? you're with me forever. And then I start spiraling. <laughs> yeah. You're like, when are we in the house? When are we? <laughs> when are we getting married? When are we getting a dog? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the whole nine, literally me. Yeah. But it is super attractive to see them get along with your, with your people. Yeah. Cause definitely. then you want an easy fit. You don't want it to be like trying to fit 
a square peg into a, a round yeah, hole. Right. Yeah. So. Have your friends ever had to sit you down and be like, yeah, no, like this one, not for you. Have you ever had that sit down? Mm, yes, but it had to happen a few times with mm-hmm. my like abusive boyfriend. Mm-hmm. We just, it was like two years of like knowing mm-hmm. and them knowing and us having the conversations. But I was just talking to my friend Rudy about how when couples fight, they make up and they want everyone else to forget about the fight the next day. And it was a lot of that, mm-hmm. but it's, you can't erase people. You can't erase things from people's minds. So yeah, they, I feel like we've had, we had a few sit downs and then finally it clicked. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the only example of that. Have yeah. you guys have that, have had that happen? I have. Um, I feel like I was in a relationship with someone like, well, someone that I probably shouldn't have been with like three years ago, I feel. Um, and it was just not the relationship that I needed to be in. But for me, whenever I've been with someone for so long and if something feels comfortable um, and like you said, whenever you tell like your friends or your family about like a fight that you guys had and how you guys can like make up and be fine and like talk through it, your friends don't do that. And so like right. my friends, they literally had to like multiple texts, multiple FaceTimes, multiple like lunch dates because this is never I was still in college and they were just like Aaliyah you really need to just like let her go and I'm just like no I'm in love but and it was like this whole thing and I was just like girl and eventually it ended um not on the best of terms but like we said in our last episode like you don't always closure isn't always completely necessary depending on the situation and for me and in that situation the closure was not necessary um, the closure that I got was from venting with my friends, but I, I definitely had to have a couple of sit down conversations and a relationship that I was in in college for my friends to be like, Aaliyah, no, like, yeah, that ain't it. <laughs> after me, no. And it took so long, but sometimes those conversations are completely necessary. And if you have real friends, they uh-huh. will do that for you. Yeah. No matter how many times it has to be, they will do that for you. They will. Right. Through. Yeah, I love when you guys were talking about that because we are kind of programmed to think that you de- you need closure. And there's been so many times where, like, in seeking the closure, I've only done more damage to myself. Yeah. And it's like, what am I, what do I need? Mm-hmm. I need to move on. I don't need to keep revisiting this person who mm-hmm. clearly wasn't the right person for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that we don't need closure. Or closure can be something different like you said talking with friends Mm -hmm. yeah so it's interesting though so I put up the polls just like kind of around this topic and I was surprised by a lot of my followers responses to um I said would you break up with someone if your friends or family didn't get along with them and only 14% said yes yeah I saw that I was also very surprised by that I yeah I low-key wasn't surprised by that. And I think it's mainly because people don't pay attention to, like, red flags. And they don't like to pay attention to, like, what their family says all the time. Because they'd be like, oh, you don't know them. But you also have to think about it like, this is your family. They're not in your relationship. This is, like, outside looking in. And it's not looking good. So you should probably listen. Like, even if it doesn't lead to a breakup, I definitely feel like you should talk to your family more to figure out, like what is really happening to maybe have a conversation with your partner get to the root of the issue and if you simply cannot come to terms then you should probably separate but it's I feel like it is um it wasn't surprising to me but also kind of surprising to me all at the same time because then most of them said does your family or friends opinions matter 55 percent yet said yes Mm -hmm. but then so it's like it matters but not enough yeah it's like Yes, it, yes. I, yeah, it yeah. matters, but uh, <laughs> not as much. But no, I mean, it's right. surprising to me more. I think like I know that there are going to be a percentage of people, I think also depending on your support system and like what that looks like and also like the reasoning why. Um, I think that plays into it. So I think that can make up some of that massive percentage. But I think yeah. the other piece is so interesting because I think a lot of times we've all been there where like you are in those situations and your friends are looking at you like, dude, Girl. like pull it together. <laughs> yes, and most yes. of the time we don't listen on the first go. 
or the yep. second go or because the third go. Because you're so go. deep in it right, but and then you, you don't want to see, you like have blinders. Yeah, but then you yep. generally learn from it. So that's why I'm like surprised that it was so low because I feel like a lot of us have that experience like pretty young mm -hmm. because that's like normally, yeah. there's like a law of like the three types of um, relationships that you enter. And the first one is like the puppy love, the young love, like the head over heels love. The second one is like the really challenging one, the one that pushes you, the one that kind of like teaches you all of the lessons yes, good and bad about relationships. But they're not your person. And then the third one, like serious one, is when it clicks. And there's like a whole phenomenon about that. So I think it's interesting that it is so low because mm -hmm. I, I do think that you generally have that experience like fairly young, I think, for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, then the other poll was just have you had a partner that your friends or family didn't like? And then a lot of people said yes. Yeah, yeah. that would make okay. sense. Yeah. Not just me. <laughs> no, that would make sense. That's that's the piece I'm talking about. I think a lot of us have had that experience. Yeah. But mm -hmm. then you typically don't do it again. <laughs> typically. Right. Unless you just yeah, are a very hard learn. learner. Yeah. 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 What has been like your worst situation of bringing someone home or like introducing to friends? Was there any I have really anyone that was one. like I have a really you bad one. Ahead. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've actually never told this story on the podcast. I've, I've, <laughs> I've never it. told mine either, but go ahead. I've mentioned <laughs> it. But um, so I was dating someone and they were younger than me, like by a year. And so it carried okay. into college and it got to a point where just certain things that were happening, like my, my best friend in the whole world, like inseparable for like 10 plus years was not having it. Like she was just seeing things that I wasn't seeing. I could see it. I mean, like, yeah, no. <laughs> and so I was going home like every weekend, like I was making excuses to go home. Um, and I would like lie about it, which was so dumb because I knew you can't lie for but, one. Yeah, but true. And I knew that it wasn't a good situation. <laughs> and so, but I continued to do it. And then I ended up you were going home to, to see to him because he was younger. Okay. So I was in college, but he was still at home. Yeah. Okay. Which I now really advise against, um, <laughs> because it, it, I mean, it's hard, mm -hmm. but so yeah, I kept yeah. going home and my best friend was also a, a freshman with me. So she was wanting to experience things. And I was always like, no, no, no. Like I have to go home for whatever the fuck reason. And I would make up all <laughs> yeah. these stories and we ended up like not being friends because of that, because she was like, you are oh, consistently wow. choosing him over me and so this whole like big blow up ensues and he gets really nasty with her personally and it was just oh, no. like it was a terrible experience I spoke to her about it one time while it was happening over text okay oh, it was a text message conversation the rest of it was handled by other people which is like 18 Never year old good. bullshit right like yeah. it's just like yeah. it's out of hand never good but we didn't talk yeah. until him and I broke up and then we reached back and then we reconnected Okay, but that you was did probably, reconnect. Yeah, least. we did. We're she's upstairs, so we're <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're good. Okay. But that was yeah, like the good. worst. That was because she was right. I was like, I'm missing out on my entire first semester of college, and I ended up transferring yeah. out of USC because I wanted to oh. go home so bad and be with him. But I left USC to go do that, and then I ended up getting all the way thrown off track for a year and a half until I finally came back here. So yeah. um, listen to your friends the first time because you, you will make money decisions, time decisions, family decisions, like for this yeah. person, even, but like, why? For what? You shouldn't have to change your entire life to fit someone else's. Yeah. And that's the lesson I took away from that experience. That, um, a nightmare for me. This is never my mom was just like simply not with it. Um, I, once again, the relationship that I was in, that was probably not it for me. My parents also loved her, so that was weird, but she was just not a good person. Um, but I remember I brought her over for the very first time. My dad met her, everything was fine. Like it was literally fine. We were sitting on the couch. Can't remember, I'm pretty sure football was on. And my mom literally turns the light on, walks into the living room, started a whole conversation, looks at me, looks at her, goes quiet, walks out of the living room, cuts the light off. <laughs> Goes into the laundry room, does a whole bunch of laundry, and then goes to her room. And I was just like. So she didn't even say hi? No. Oh, no. my gosh. Said nothing. Dying. Said nothing. And so she looks at me. I'm looking at her. And she's just like, do I need to go? And I was just like. Yeah. No, I think you're fine. Like, my dad. I was like, my dad was fine. I was like, you're real fine. I was like, my mom's just like weird. You got 50%. You're fine. Yeah, you're good. You're good. My sister's like oh, you. My dad, you just had a conversation. I was like, oh, my God. So I had, to, I had a conversation with my mom later. And my mom was just like, I mean, I just didn't know what to say. And I was like, 
So you walk in, turn the light on, start having a conversation. You just shut the hell up, leave, turn the light off, yes. do laundry and go to your room. Like that wasn't a good idea either, mom. Like, hello, yeah, like, so, awkward. so that was the worst. That was, that was the worst for me. Cause usually I could prepare my mom and be like, mom, someone's coming over. Yeah. Be, be nice. nice. <laughs> be oh nice. Like just do that. And I guess I like didn't have that conversation cause I thought we were past it at that point, but clearly we were not, but you know. That was the worst That's one for really me. That's comfortable. Yeah, I need to hear yours now. We've just all, we now we're now we're sharing. Mm. Oh gosh. Um. Well, so this was a COVID relationship. I don't know what <laughs> I was thinking. Like during, <laughs> it, it was like that awkward. Like you would video chat. Because mm. you can't meetup. go anywhere um, technically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fun. It was so we we ended up meeting up and then we dated for maybe a few months, but obviously everything was different. Like you weren't really meeting friends and family. Mm -hmm. He had talked to my parents on FaceTime, like briefly. Um, but my, one of my best friends and her husband came over to help me move. I was moving out of one apartment into another. So it was them two, me and this boy and this man, sorry. I always call people like kids and boys, but he was a man. And I guess I, I was out with my friend, like moving stuff into the car and the first thing that this guy said to my friend's husband was just, so what's your favorite cartoon? Like, the first thing. And my friend was like, um, yeah, Ryan told me, like, he was just talking about cartoons for a solid, like, three hours. Like, that's all they talked about? Three hours? Yeah, yeah it was a lot. So I didn't, I didn't even know the kid, like, liked cartoons enough to talk about it for three hours. So that was just, like, <laughs> the most recent one I can think of. That's not even that bad, but it was just kind of, like... Yeah. Oh. But still, it's, like, okay. cartoons for three hours, Mr. Sir. No, like, it's not bad. It's just, like... There's so many things. That you could have asked, like, it's very so specific. the weather. Yeah, it's very How's specific. your day? Yeah. What do you right. do for work? What was his favorite cartoon? Did we ever find that out? Now I'm curious. Uh, He was, like, a Marvel person. Oh. Or no. Is there like cartoon Marvel? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I know there's anything. like comic Marvel and That's I don't know what you think about Marvel. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know. Now, I'm sorry to any Marvel fans if I no. insulted you with saying it's cartoon. I like but. Marvel, but that's still, you have to put on your best um, behavior, especially with the husband. Yeah. Because that's yeah. like family then. Right. Yeah, and he, he kind funny. of bumped my boyfriends and yeah. he didn't pass it. <laughs> but did not pass the vibe check did not no the only other awkward like my grandfather is a pretty hard like he has a hard exterior mm -hmm. and if you don't know him you think he's probably really rude and he will very rarely engage with someone if I bring them home but I think he was trying to like scare the boyfriend that I brought home one day just started talking about like burying bodies in our backyard and I'm like this is not a true story why are you making this up I'm like he's Italian so he could kind of put on like a, like mobster the like yeah the mafia like no we'll bury your body if we have to I'm like Listen, my dad. Sit down. Why do families do I don't know. this it's, And it's time. mainly like men and families that are just like yeah, I'm gonna say. I'm like, you really don't have to you, say anything. Right. Don't have to do that. You yeah, it's like a certain dominance. Oh yeah, Ugh. that's hilarious. Yeah. Other than that, I feel like, like I said, my parents. Meanwhile, they just get awkward sometimes. Mm -hmm. So even if they don't like someone, they won't tell me until after. Right. Like they, they can have you know the yeah, social like run its course for a little bit. Yeah, my family and right. I call it social. Like, whenever we're, like, out, we call it fake social. So, like, if we run into people, we'll be like, oh, you have to be social. So then we, like, prepare each other for Put that. a good face on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know when you run yeah. into someone that you knew 10 years ago in the Walmart and you have to do the thing? That literally like, happened to me so today in the parking lot at Target. What are you doing with the, in the things? Yeah. Yeah, that's social. Yeah. Literally yeah. walking to my car and, like, trying to be like, ah, nah, and get in my car, like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> the car on drives yeah. away, like, ah. Good dog. It's so exhausting. Mm -hmm. Like I thought, I thought everyone would kind of give that up after, mm -hmm. you know, being quarantined for two years. Like, it's too much energy. I think we've all kind of learned where to like put our energy, and yes. mine is not fake being nice to people. Yeah, <laughs> I have a really hard time. My my friend called me out for it a few times of just like not <laughs> being able to to put that face on. Yeah, me sometimes. Our thing bitch face is just like. Yeah. Why are you still talking? No, yeah. I, I feel like, you know what? This honestly goes into dating and like those first 
few dates. Sometimes you do have to like force yourself to go because you know it'll be good for you or because you want to have the experience, but you have, that's what honest to God, a first date is, is being social because you have to be on your best behavior. And even if they're talking about comics, you have to pretend to like care, you know, (laughs) that shit sucks. Yeah. (laughs) You have to be like, oh my God, I love SpongeBob. Like, what do you like? You know, like you have to do that thing. Me too. So being social is unfortunately a part of life, but I honestly think it's worse when you're like in that first stage of dating before like you're enough in where you can be like yourself completely. Please stop talking. Yeah. Like, yeah. we need a second. Like, no one wants to talk about SpongeBob. Right. Yeah, you have to sit there and, yeah, right. really, is that right? How long I don't has even that do, been going on? I don't even do that. I'll just be like, oh, okay. Yeah, Change subjects. <laughs> I'm yeah. not talking about this. Unless I feel like I can, like, hold a conversation ever so slightly. But if I know I can't, I'd be like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, like, I'm not interested. Let's, you know, <laughs> talk about something else. Question. There are yeah, some you- topics you should never bring up on a first date. I th- I think anyway there are some There's things plenty. you yeah. should not talk about on a first date. There's plenty. What are such you as um, things I think you shouldn't talk about on the first date? Um, money, exes, politics. Mm. and politics. Mine's politics. Don't talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Like nothing yeah, good I, comes out of it. I feel like for the most part, nothing good nothing good comes out of talking about politics. One, especially if you don't know the person <laughs> properly at first, and yeah, like, and then the then the date gets awkward. Like maybe that can be like a text message conversation, or like maybe whenever you're a little further into your relationship, that can be a conversation. But I feel like off rip, that probably shouldn't be a conversation. Financial stances and how much money you make, I don't think should ever be a topic of conversation unless you're getting married or married um, uh-huh. to understand like where your money lies, how you're going to do bills and stuff like that, and exes. I just feel like you should save that for a yeah. rainy day. I I hate when people bring up exes on the first date because like this is a fresh start. We don't need to. <laughs> we don't talk need to bring that. that. We don't need to bring that at all. I'm gonna say though with politics, like I don't want to have a full out like conversation about stances and stuff, but I think it's really important. Like you can usually tell if someone's gonna be. <laughs> one way or the other yeah 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 I, you know some people are really good at hiding being like a horrible person yeah right. so exactly. I've had a few it just it comes up kind of naturally yes. and it's like oh yeah no I I don't support this and it's like oh okay well that's gonna be a huge issue so yeah. probably literally probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah and like I've talked about it on the podcast before but there's three words that like if someone says them, it's like a deal breaker. And I've been on a few dates where people have said one, two, or all three. And that's just like an indication to me that you don't respect the same things that I respect or like you don't have the same values. <laughs> what are what they? Are the three words. Um, so the R word, which mm-hmm. a lot of people still use. I and don't know why people still use that word. There are so many words in the dictionary. Words mean things. Yeah. Choose a different word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so our generation definitely grew up using it, which mm-hmm. is horrible to think back to how like commonplace it was. But our generation also has learned why it's not okay to use anymore. Correct. So yeah, when grown men use that word, I'm just like, ew, ew. What yeah. is wrong with you? Yeah, huge, like, no, um, the N word and the F word. Not fuck, but. Yes, yeah. Ah. I heard mm-hmm. that one the other day. Yes. My you heard the head, F word the other day? Yeah, my head whipped around. Like, because you don't, that one I don't feel like I hear that much anymore. Oh. No. It depends on the person, like, or the and situation. The but yeah, I really right. never hear that word. And I heard it the other day and I went, whoa. Like, it catches, because my mom has a partner. Yeah. My best friend here is gay. Right. I'm like, don't yeah. talk about it. Like, unless you're calling them beautiful people, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's, it's, again, like, I feel like, our generation grew up and that was more commonplace. But again, we know it's not okay to say. Yeah. So please so, don't say it. So just don't. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I've been on dates where I've said, like, these are the three words before that person has said any of the words. And then they, they still proceed to say the words. So. Ooh. That's just, tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, I feel like it's a slap in my face. Yes. It's like, I really don't even, you told me the th- three things that, 
are going to be an issue and I'm just going to ignore it anyways. So, and why do people, I just don't understand people's train of thoughts. I'm just like, if you're first going on a date with someone, first of all, why are any of those three words in like the tango? Like there's, I feel like there's never a correct situation to bring up any of those words. So why did you think today was a good day? Why? Why, Why did you choose today? Yeah. But then that just makes me think that it is, Normal a part of their them. vocabulary and yep. that's also like very scary to think about for some people um yep. and just being like what kind of life did you live and then think about it somewhere and be like you know what actually i don't want to know i yeah, don't want to know at all save it for your right. therapist save it for your bestie boo i don't know who you yes. need to save it for don't save it for me <laughs> so yes. i don't want to hear any of it no people are interesting i'll tell you that for free that that is that's a word for it for sure <laughs> interesting uh, um do you guys, is there anything else that you want to touch on? Or I have a question. Let's do like it. Like a closing question. Let's do it. Yeah. So this is, I feel like I kind of took this question. Have you, have you heard of the podcast, um, Just Break Up? No, I've heard of it. Mm-mm. Okay. They kind of do, they ask the same question at the end of each episode when they have a guest on. Mm-hmm. So I decided like I want to kind of start doing that. Yeah. yeah. So is there a piece of dating advice that you live by or should live by, but maybe don't? I have mine. Go ahead. That's quick. Yeah. Well, I... Jessica's just like full of quotes yeah, and I am. advice. Well, this one is one that I learned in my relationship that I'm currently in and has honestly kept us as healthy as we are. Um, yeah. Everyone is right in their own mind. You know, everyone believes that they are 100% right and 100% justified in yeah. whatever they do or else they yes. wouldn't do it. So when you understand that people think that they're doing their best or they're doing things right, it makes it a lot easier to be gracious and to forgive and to help direct if you need something differently. Mm-hmm. So I think instead of villainizing the people we're dating, we just look at them as their, they're their own hero, just as we are. So Has that made it really easy or easier for you? In your relationship? Yes, because I think a lot of times, like, especially our society is so accustomed to, like, villainize the people that we date, especially men. Men Uh get shit on all the time. And I'm not saying they don't always deserve it, but I do think a lot of times, like, they think they're right, too. You know, they don't. Which is terrifying sometimes. You know, women get complimented all the time, whether it's from men, their friends, whoever. We're beautiful. We're this, we're that. Men never get told that at all unless they're taking their shirt off on TikTok. You know, like, (laughs) men live a different life. They don't have a lot of the reinforcement that they do. They don't have the friendships that women have for the most part. So I think for me, it's just made me realize, like, he comes at things from his own lived experiences and his own values and the own his own ways of being accustomed so I need to respect that and, and try and find a common ground and he's not a villain just because we don't agree I like that a lot Thank yeah. you. and that sounds like something I should live by but that would be hard it's for me hard it, it seems like yeah yeah it definitely would be a perspective switch because similar to like what I was just talking about when people use words that are offensive like they think they're right in that situation, right? So would you be gracious? No. Could you find a way to be gracious? No. Okay. So <laughs> no. Okay. I was about to say, okay. it's situational what well, Jess is saying. Definitely they, situational. They still think they're right, but like, yeah. to me, that's morally wrong. So I'm more talking okay. about like that gray area of like love languages or communication styles yeah. or um, lifestyle, things like that. Like, right. I have like, my when they limits. do the dishes. Oh, yeah. I have hard yeah. limits. And you those three are mine. Uh, for okay. sure. I fully relate to all of okay. those. <laughs> Human rights are not on the table. We take them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Perfection. Um, I think mine, and I think this is just something that I live by every single day in my day-to-day life is, and I said on the podcast, we were talking about confrontation. We're outside at your mom's. Um, closed mouths do not get fed. So my mom used to say that to me almost every other day of my life growing up. Mainly because I was like such me now. If if like 10-year-old Aaliyah could see 27-year-old Aaliyah, she'd be like, damn girl, what happened to you? Like what'd you go through? <laughs> like what kind of shit did you go through? Because I was I was so mild-mannered as a kid. I was very safe as a kid. I didn't try to do too much. I was not very like adventurous. Anything that like seemed like a little bit dangerous or was pushing me a little bit too far out of my comfort zone, I was just like no but i feel like as i've gotten older whenever you don't say things you can't expect anything to come of it 
So especially whenever I'm in like a relationship with someone and if something happens, I'm absolutely going to tell you how I'm feeling. Like if my mom taught me nothing else in life, she taught me that you have to, especially being a black woman, you have to speak up for yourself and you have to mean what you say and say what you mean the first time. Because most of the time for different minorities in the world and just like even if you're in relationships, you get one time. First yeah. impressions are everything and you should absolutely mean what you say. And if something is bothering you in a relationship and workplace and friendships, whatever, you should say that because then you never know what could come of it. Like it could be really, really good or it could be really, really terrible. But either way, it spins like you can take that and you can learn from it. So definitely in any of my relationships that I've been in, I always try to if something's bothering me, something they said or something I said. Because sometimes I just be saying stuff and I tell people that all the time and they don't believe me until something flies out of my mouth. Sometimes yeah. I just say stuff and if something that I said makes you feel a certain type of way or it makes you angry or whatever the case may be, I want you to tell me because okay. one, that's an amazing talking point and two, I know what not to say anymore or I yeah. know how to like tailor my words or whatever the case may be. Um, and I know this is completely off topic. And Jessica was talking about love languages. And if I have any other dating advice, know your partner's love language. It is so important. I feel like we've said it yeah. in episodes before. Mm -hmm. You should know your partner's love language. I was literally talking to my store director about this today. Because my store director was like, my husband's love language is physical touch. And mine is words of affirmation. And I was just like, I get that felt yeah because it, just because you're you and your partner don't have like the same communication styles the same love language whatever things can still work communication just has to be open but yes closed mouths do not get fed say what you mean especially in relationships you should absolutely tell your partner how you feel if that is your partner and your person you should be able to do that comfortably yeah mm -hmm. that's so important and it's i struggle with that so much still, but I've definitely come a long way. I talking about my feelings was never something that I was encouraged to do. So like learning how to do that has taken a lot of effort mm -hmm. and it takes the right person to be able to have patience. Sure. Um, Cause I, I'm like very much, I need to think first and then I can tell you how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times people view that as like me shutting down and they get frustrated. I'm like, yeah, I'm frustrated too. Cause I wish I was better at like, you know, mm -hmm. dealing with emotions, right. but just give me a second. And then, and that's important for someone that I date to know. And I need to tell them that, which is again, something I have to work on is mm -hmm. communicating, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, love languages. And like you said, knowing your partners, cause it's awesome to know yours, right? Cause you know how to tell someone like, this is how I accept love. And this, this is how I receive it. Right. But you also, your partner should get that that kind of same mm -hmm. effort from you, right? Like, okay, you don't want me all over you if you're not into physical touch, but that doesn't mean you don't love me. Exactly. It's just different. Yeah. So expressing love is different. Can I ask you a question to end off? Yeah, um, definitely. What is the biggest lesson you've taken from dating the past year? Standing up for yourself when you know something's wrong. Um, and, and just li listening to your gut, I think is huge. Cause I think a lot of times we're told to be polite and, you know, give someone a second chance, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I've kind of learned that not everyone deserves a second chance, which I know that might be like a controversial <laughs> take, but I, I've gotten a lot better at listening to my intuition. Yeah. If something doesn't feel right. I don't have to stay. I don't have to, you know, put up with that. So I've gotten really good at leaving dates when they're not going well. Ooh, I love um, that. I love that. Good for, for you. you. Yeah. Yes. It saved me a lot of time. Like, I'll always tell the person I'm not going to, you know, sneak out the bathroom. I will leave. <laughs> <When, laughs> that meme where he's like, yeah, yeah. and then just disappear yeah. into the bush. <laughs> yeah, right. Bye. <laughs> so I've, I've literally, I've said, I, you know, I'm not really feeling this, so I'm going to go. And... Yeah. And I love that. And, uh, so, bye. <laughs> See you never. <laughs> Don't touch Which me. I, yeah. <laughs> You're blocked. <laughs> Don't try to reach out. He's like, did you Maybe make I'm a home, jerk, okay? But... No. Not delivered. <laughs> like, no, I'm actually on another date. Yeah. I'm at the bar. Thank you. I'm at the bar with someone else. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. <laughs>
because <laughs> uh, so, I think that's important for, yeah. for women to be able to, to say, like, if you're not feeling something, I don't, I don't think we have to be polite no, if yeah, it's not benefiting no. us. <laughs> women, you never have to be polite to be anyone. Be respectful to yourself. Be respectful yes. to yourself. Be yes. true to yourself. Regrac- graciously get up and go. Pardon yourself. And do the dash. Yeah. <laughs> As my grandma would say, I need to go walk in the garden. And then she would just get up and leave. I'd be like, see you later, girl. <coughs> not work in the garden. Yeah. Thanks, Joanne. Uh, uh, this was fun. Well, thank you guys Very so fun. much. Yeah, this was awesome. I need a part two immediately. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. This is amazing. I would love that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like I could learn so much from you. <laughs> Oh gosh, no. Yeah, no, that, like, the getting up from a table, that's, that is so I feel like that takes a lot, and even me being, like, as vocal as I am, I feel like I could never do that. That's gutsy. But I always love that for other people, so, like, I don't think I've ever been on a terrible date. Um, Oh, good for you. I'm jealous. I don't feel like I've ever been on a terrible date, usually because I talk to a person long enough before I'm just, like... Yeah, let's go get din din. Um, and so yeah. it's like the text conversation or phone conversation, FaceTime is not hitting. We're not going a single place, ma'am. We're not going anywhere. I don't need to see you. <laughs> you don't need yeah. to see me. Um, so I've never been on a terrible date. And so I feel like if I ever, I feel like if it was that bad, I would literally be like, okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> like, I'm going to yeah. go. I feel like I probably yeah. would, but I have never been in that um, position. Like, and I'm going to start doing what you do then. I need to vet better. Because I'm kind of the opposite. I'm like, we match one day on Hinge and you're around. Let's go grab a drink. See, like, I, can, I, do, I would get so nervous because I would be so scared to go on a terrible date with someone. I feel like yeah. I have to text you for at least a couple weeks. But I like that too, though, because oh, it's wow. like, just go. Like, you know, like some people like say. Like I said, I've never been adventurous. Yeah. I get real nervous. Yeah. I play it safe most of the time. Unless I'm just like, I really like you. Let's go. Yeah. But if it's never <laughs> like that, I'm just like, yeah, we're going to text and talk for a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Maybe face. No, I, I think that's. Because you can still get someone's vibe through FaceTime or the Definitely. phone. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll do that before I jump. There's you know, pros and cons to, to both, I think. Yeah, there are. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, you haven't had to deal with any terrible dates. Nope. That's pro. But That's a huge pro. You learned a lesson. Pro. Pro. Yeah. Pro. See? <laughs> you know how to leave. I don't know how to do that yet. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you won't have to learn, but <laughs> I, hope not. I, think, I think you could if you, if you had to. Yeah. yeah. You could. Uh, but yeah, uh, definitely a part though. two. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Well, enjoy the rest of your nights. You know, I'm going to go pour some wine now, too. Oh, yeah. Love that. Love that. <laughs> enjoy the rest of your vacation. Trip, your, yeah. yeah, your time Thank away. You. Thank you. Um, and that was it. That's just a wrap. Why do you keep sounding like this? Anyways, we really hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We enjoyed filming this episode. I feel like we say that every time after we have a guest, but we it's really because enjoyed we, this episode. we genuinely enjoy recording with other people just because it's a new perspective other than just, mm-hmm. you know, two dumbasses talking through a phone. We could literally make these episodes like three hours long if we wanted to. Yeah, we could. But. And just talk. Yeah. But we can't. Yeah. So anyways. So anyways, with all that being said, it's unscripted. It's unapologetic. It's unlicensed podcast. Bye.